Carolina, and this recording is from one of our church services. For more information, visit our website at churchofphiladelphia.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the message. Good morning and welcome to Church of Philadelphia, our Charlotte campus. We thank God for another opportunity to come before you live, uh, streaming over your devices into your home. We thank you for opening up um, and breaking open the word of God with us again on this morning. So we pray that you will open up your minds, open up your hearts, and open up your spirit and receive what the Lord will give us on today as we continue our current sermon series speaking about honor. And so before we dive into the word or before we flip around the scriptures like some gymnasts, we're going to put up this uh, decree over the word. And as the, uh, uh, it flashes across the screen, I want you right where you are, um, whether you gathered around the table, seated in the living room, whether some of you still in your pajamas, sitting up in your bed or laying down in your bed at Bedside Church of Philadelphia, whatever the case may be, I want you to speak and declare this thing and decree this thing over you and your loved ones. Amen. And we decree. This is our decree for the word. It says that I, I decree that my ears, my heart, and spirit are open to receive the engrafted word of God, which is quick alive and powerful, active, and a spirit of meekness. The ground of my life is fertile to nurture and grow the seed of God's word that will produce fruit in my life. This week, I am a successful doer of what I will hear today and I will leave here today full of faith, love, power, wisdom, and victory. Amen. If you believe it, go ahead and say amen right where you are. And Father, as we decree, God, let it be so, God. We thank you that you would anoint this word, God. Open our ears, prepare them that we would hear what you would speak to us even now, God. All right, so if you have your Bibles, we're going to jump into the word. We're going to go over to our foundational scripture that we've been kind of using uh, the scripture that God has given us as a pattern as we've been talking about the honor factor, because we understand that honor is truly the thing that makes the difference. Amen. So we're going to jump over to Mark chapter number 12, and we're going to look at verses uh, 30 and 31. Amen. Mark chapter 12, verses 30 and 31. And here begins the reading of God's holy word. Amen. And it says, uh, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. Amen. And so the pattern that God has given us as we've been talking about uh, this honor thing, honor it is the thing that truly makes the difference in all of our relationships. You know, uh, uh, first and foremost, our relationship with God, and then when you think about our relationship uh, with our fellow brethren uh, 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 and sisters in Christ, and not just uh, people in Christ, but people of the world. When you honor, honor is the thing that makes the difference. Amen. And so uh, what we see in this particular passage of Scripture, like we say, this is a pattern that God has given us. Where you see the word love, the Lord thy God, or love your neighbor as yourself, we've been uh, using it interchangeably with the word honor. Amen? And so as we've been talking about this whole honor, we've, we've talked about honoring God. When we first initially started this particular sermon series, we talked about honoring God. And, and, and honoring God for who he is. And so the thing is, we understand the definition for honor um, from a Hebraic perspective that we tend to look at and what we've been looking at throughout the course of this series. We've been talking about honor. It is something that signifies something that is heavy, uh, uh, of the weight of something 
in the Hebraic culture speaks to the value of that thing. And so when we honor, it allows the inside door uh, of the heart. So this door of the heart gives us access to the inside of a person's heart. And so we know as we honor God, God in return himself honors us. And so as, as God begins to honor us back, it allows us to open the inside door or it allows us to give God access to our heart so that God can come in and begin to deal with those different things that we have on the inside of our heart. Amen. Not only that, it talks about because of this honor, it is a difficult door to great friendship, uh, uh, to love, community, or fellowship, and blessings. And, and, and take a look at the words friendship or fellowship as we utilize for the word community. And when you think about this word friendship or fellowship, ship on the end of these words, a ship is a vessel that is designed to take you from one destination to the next. So when you think about a friendship, if the friendship, if there is no honor from the parties that are involved in these particular friendships, then guess what? You might need to question whether or not you should have these individuals as friends because those friendships should take you to different places in life, better places in life, I might add. And not only that, the fellowship, the company that we keep, uh, it should take us to different places or better places in life. And so not only that, we understand that honor, it opens the door to blessings, not just materialistic blessings, but we understand from the Bible perspective, blessings being the words that the Father speaks over the children concerning their lives. And so we understand that as we honor God, God releases blessings or God releases his words over our lives. And not to mention, we know that God does bless us with materialistic things, but I need the word of God because regardless of where I am in my life, it is one word that can change our life. Regardless of what you may be dealing with, going through at this particular moment, one word from God can change your every situation right now. If you believe that, go ahead and say amen. Amen. So what we're talking about, we're talking about honoring yourself. Today, we're talking about honoring yourself. And so, like we said, we've been talking about how in this current sermon series, we started, initially started with honoring God, but then we talked about the impact of honor, the impact that honor has on the lives of different people. Though we open our hearts up to people and people in return open their hearts back up to us, there is an impact that honor itself has in those relationships. And so, not only that, we talked about honoring relationships, not just our relationship with God, but our relationship with those in the church, the other believers, but, uh, you know, even for the people that we have to deal with on a daily day basis, for those of us in our, uh, our jobs, our place of employment, we have to honor these individuals because we may not necessarily be the boss. And so if you're working for someone, then you must honor that person or your fellow co-workers as well. So honoring relationships. And not just that, when we talk about honoring relationships, we're also talking about honoring relationships where, where parents are to honor their children and in like manner, children are supposed to honor their parents. And we've also talked about honoring individuals. Every individual, God has created every individual to receive honor because he's created him, created he and the female, he's created them in his very own image. So he's created every individual to receive honor. So even as we talk about honoring individuals, we've also talked about honoring authority. We understand wherever there's authority is because God has allowed this authority to be in the position or place of authority. So we must honor authority, those that are in authority, not just in the church, but those in the secular thing, or the secular world. We must honor those that are in authority. Amen. And we talked about honoring location because if we fail to, to, to dishonor, uh, honor the location, we know that according to the description of Leviticus that the land itself, land denoting the location or the place, it will vomit you out or it will spew you out. So we must honor location. And then we talked about honoring 
the calling that God has placed upon our lives, whether that be the high calling, the holy calling, or the heavenly calling. We must find ourselves where we're honoring the calling of God. And, and, and not just looking at the high, the holy, or the heavenly calling, but for those of us who've been called to be spouses, we those of us who've been called to be uh, uh, parents, we've been called to be someone's sibling, someone's child. We must honor that particular calling in and of itself because uh, we thank God for the grace and thank God for the mercy for him choosing us to, to be able to walk in that particular role and fulfill that purpose uh, based upon that particular calling. And so today we're talking about honoring yourself, honoring yourself. And uh, my prayer today is that as we move uh, or flip through the scriptures today like a gymnast, I hope that you uh, will, will see what it is that God is trying to point out to us. But, man, so as we go back to uh, uh, Mark chapter number 12, looking at this pattern, it says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And even as we talk about this being the first commandment, what we see by it being the first commandment, there was a foundation that is being laid down. And in this foundation, when we go and look at the, the, the culture of the Hebraic people, the Israelite people, throughout the culture, it is ingrained throughout the culture. Honor is ingrained throughout the culture. Respect is in the culture. Reverence is in the culture. Regard is in the culture. So these things are high in the life of the people, these Hebraic or Israelite people. It is something high. And so we see this foundation of honor. It is there, even from the point that they, uh, 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 even as you look at uh, verse number 29 in the same passage of scripture, it talks about, and Jesus answered him, uh, he said, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Uh, this is Christ making reference to the Shema in the, in, in the scriptures in the, in the book of Deuteronomy, right, where the Shema is talking about, I'm hearing before I even know what the instruction is that God is about to speak. So before I even know what God is about to speak to me, I am honoring God because I understand that he is holy, I understand that he is righteous, I understand that he is altogether just. So before he even speaks what it is that he's about to speak, because I honor him for who he is, my mind is already made up that no matter what he says, I'm going to do it. So Christ is making reference to the Shema, the book of Deuteronomy, when he says, Hear, O Israel. In other words, prepare my ears to hear. Dig them out, God, that whatever you say, God, my mind is already made of God, that what you're going to say, no matter how difficult I think it is, God, no matter how challenging I think it is, God, no matter how much fear I think it's going to bring to me, God, I know, God, that you are a good God, and what you speak, it is altogether right. So my mind is already made up that before God, Speak what he's about to speak. I am about to prepare myself to hear it, and I'm going to act upon it. I'm going to follow suit and walk it out what God has said. So then he, he lets us know, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Again, switching out the words or using the words love and honor and a change. And thou shalt love the Lord, or and thou shalt honor the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. This is the foundation that God has established amongst his people, honoring God. You know, for me to love God is for me to honor God. And for me to honor God is for me to love God. Same way when it talks about the people of God, because we see in verse 31, it says, and the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, or thou shalt honor thy neighbor as thyself. So love and honor thy neighbor as thyself. 
There is none other greater commandment than these. So the foundation we see, even in the foundation that God has laid with the very first commandment, the first and second commandment, he's, he's talking about loving, or if we, like we said, if we change the word honor, honor, it is ingrained in the culture. And, and as it were with the people of Israel, so it shall be, and so it must be with us. We must have honor ingrained in our very way of life, the foundation of how we live. Because we're talking about honoring ourselves. Amen. So as we go over the pattern, we're going to flip over to the book of Ephesians, chapter number six. And we're going to start at verse number one. Right. And it's and it reads as his children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Uh -uh. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and move through. He said, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee. Thou mayest live long on the earth, and ye fathers provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Amen. So even as we're, we're we're looking at this right here in the book of Ephesians, it's 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 starting with the children. And what we have to understand, even as we talk about how honor or love it is ingrained in the very fabric of the lives of the people of Israel or the Hebrew people, and so it should be ingrained in the lives of us as believers, honor and love, love and honor. It must be ingrained in the fabric of our everyday lives. Amen? So and you say, how do we start with this? This starts with the foundation, and the foundation is one of the key things that we're looking at. As we start the commandment, it instituted foundation that God was laying in the lives of the people. So think about this here. When God begins to dig and sit and lay foundation in our lives, it's the family unit or through the family structure. It's through the family structure that children learn how to socialize properly. It's, it's, it's through the family structure that they learn, you know, self-respect and, and, and that their self-worth and that their self-esteem is built up. And they understand who they are. And, and it's through this relationship that they understand what the will of the Father is for those of us who are believers, it's through this relationship that they begin to learn and know and understand what the will of the Father is for their life, what their purpose is in life. Because a lot of children, you know, and you can look at grown adults, grown men, grown women still walking around, some 30 plus one, some 20 plus five, some 50 plus two, still struggling with who am I? What am I here for? In other words, they're trying to understand and figure out what their purpose in life is. But we as believers, we understand because we came into the knowledge of who God is, God in return brought us into the knowledge of who we were. Not just that, he brought us into the knowledge of what our purpose in life is. He's the only one that has a purpose. He placed his purpose down on the inside of us. So as we know God, God in turn allows us to know ourselves, but then he allows us to know what our purpose in life is. So we don't walk around aimlessly struggling what we're here for. So a lot of this starts in the family unit. Uh, and then think about the, uh, uh, the male who's supposed to be the priest of a home and the mother who's supposed to echo with the teaching, following suit, as being the teacher in the home, nurturing the child and the instruction that the father releases into the home. The mother's supposed to echo what the father has been releasing, what the father has been uh, uh, speaking according to the word of God, according to what the children have been trained up in, and that being the ways of the Lord. The mother's supposed to echo these things. And so we see how important this family unit or the family relationship is because it lays the foundation for our ability to so 
socialize in a healthy manner, right? When, when you think about what we have going on in the world right now, uh, around the world, there is this pandemic that everybody knows now is called COVID-19, whatever the case may be. Some folks have dug it wrong or whatever the case may be. Uh, because of this, there is something that we're dealing with called social distance, right? And, and the reality, is, it's not that we just have social distancing on the outside of our homes, but on the inside of our homes, because there was a lack of, of a well-laid foundation within the family unit, we have social distancing that is actually taking place in the home. Hence, you got some spouses sleeping butt to butt. Yes, I said it, butt to butt. Or if you want to be a little bit more spiritually correct, back to back. Uh, and then if, if it's not butt-to-butt or back-to-back, you got spouses that are in separate rooms one from another. And if it's not that, you got children who are in screens all day long, but the screens are substituted for the parents. And, and these screens are teaching the children where it should be the parents who are teaching the children. And while they're in their screens, you'll find them isolated. If they got a secret place to go, they're going to crawl up in a secret place, and they're isolated. Don't want to be involved with nothing that is going on in the house. How are you honoring your time that God has given you with your family? Are you building upon this relationship? Are you strengthening this relationship? The question is, are you honoring this relationship, this family unit, this family structure? During this time, families should come out tighter than what they were. They should come out closer than what they were. Before this whole epidemic started, we should be closer as a family. We should be closer as a family to God. So we're talking about honoring yourself. So it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Obeying your parents in the Lord, this is what's right. God counted as righteousness unto you. And so when we look at this relationship between parents and children, it gives us a, 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 an example of our relationship with God the Father because we are considered his children. So it gives us an example of our relationship with God the Father. So children, when you obey your parents in the Lord, he counts as righteousness towards you. So in like manner, for our natural children to obey us, so is it supposed to be the same way with us and God. How are we supposed to obey God, the Abba Father, our Abba Father? We're supposed to obey him. And you know what? Uh, there are going to be times God is going to give us instructions that we don't understand. It's just like us as parents. We don't always explain to our children why we told them to do such and such. But, you know, both of us in, in our culture, we say, because I said so. When, when the child says, well, well, daddy, well, mommy, why? I got that? Because I said so. No explanation. Right? And so we understand there were times that God, he does not give us an explanation of why it's, it's requiring our faith. We know one thing that we know about God, God is good. All the time and all the time, God is good. I can hear you. Even though I can't see some of y'all, but I can hear you all. I can hear you from the spirit. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Amen. I bless his name. So that's a great opportunity to give a praise by because he's good. In spite of what we're doing, he's still good. Yes, he's still good. You might have lost your job, but he's still good. You might be struggling with paycheck, but he's still good. Yes, but you might have had somebody who's sick, and God forbid, you might have had somebody who passed away, but God is still good. In spite of what we're doing, he's still good. So he said, children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. And this is honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. 
And so we 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 utilize a familiar scripture, uh, uh matter of fact, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number five, verse number sixteen, speaking to the same uh, components of scripture about honoring your father and honoring your mother. This is uh, uh, will allow you to dwell in the land long. In other words, because of their honor for their father and their mother, it would allow them to occupy the place or occupy the location that God has given them for a long time. All right? So the Apostle Paul says, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. And, and when you think about going back to what we begin to talk about, this social uh, 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 structure within the family, which represents the foundation. Understand, parents are training you children. They're training you up in the things, not just the things of God, because the scripture in the Proverbs 22 6 says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's older, he will not depart. We're not just talking about the ways of the Lord, but guess what? There is a way that you must behave outside of this home. There was a way that you must behave outside of your parents. There was a way that you must behave when you go to the mall. There was a way that you must behave when you are at school. There was a way that you must behave. We're trying to train you up in the way that you should go. And one thing that we know about God, I remember in the book of Psalms, David said, God, teach me your ways. God has multiple ways that he can reach you, multiple ways that he can teach you. So it is the responsibility of the parents to train you up in the ways, not just the ways of God, but how to make it back home safely, how to keep yourself, oh, yeah, Justin, because you're supposed to sleep on occasion, how to keep yourself holy. It is the responsibility of the parents. So the things that we're teaching you, the things that we are imparting to you, and don't take it as a light thing when a parent is open, honest, and transparent with you, and they're talking about their mistakes when they messed up in their past. Oh, yeah. Because we understand there were some parents who have not let children in to the mistakes that they made back in their day. They expect you to be so perfect, but are unwilling to tell you how they messed it up. Uh, but they see some of the mistakes that you're making. It's the same mistakes that they'll make, but they're unwilling to be open and honest to tell you, listen, I did the same thing. I know where you are. I know exactly what you think, and I know exactly what you feel because I've been there. I've done that. got the T-shirt, baby. You can, you can buy it from me. But they're unwilling to tell you this. We told you. One of the simplest ways to know that somebody truly loves you is the fact that they're willing to tell you the truth, even if it means y'all got to fall, fall out momentarily. I'm willing to tell you the truth. So it is the responsibility of the parents to train, to impart into the children. So children, I say don't take it as a light thing. Don't take it for granted. If parents are imparting it to you, their own personal life experience, to help you learn and to help you to avoid some of the pitfalls, some of the snakes, oh, yes, some of the pitfalls and some of the snakes and some of these walls that you're going to run into if you don't have an ear to hear. Honor what they're saying to you because guess what? What I want you to see, because you come from them, because you are of them, you're their offspring, like Christ said, when you see me, you see my father. I am in my father. My father is in me. We are one. Same thing, children. You are your parents. Your parents are you. Because of the relational aspect. 
So what I want you to see based upon what I just said, if you fail to honor the training, if you fail to honor the impartation, if you fail to honor the truths from their life experiences, guess what? You are dishonoring yourself. To not have an ear to hear and receive your parents. And even if it's not your biological, because we understand God will give us spiritual people to, 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 to occupy the roles of a of, of father or occupy the role as a spiritual mother. If you fail to hear these people that God has placed in your life, to fill these voids, you are dishonoring yourself. So it, it shows that you don't have respect for yourself. If you fail to respect the people that God has placed in your life to, to walk out the role of father, walk out the role of mother, whether it be your natural, biological, whether it be spiritual people, you are dishonoring yourself. You are disrespecting yourself. So the thing is, parents have, they got time over you, children. They, they've been here a little bit longer than you. So when you fail to honor what they're saying, you're failing to honor their time, honor their history that they had here in the earth realm. And it's through this time that they've had, that they've gained experiences. And it's through this experience that they've gained wisdom that they can give you. And if you fail to honor or respect them, well, simply put, you are dishonoring or disrespecting yourself. Right? So he says, honor thy father and mother. This is the first commandment with promise. And we understand that the promise was that they would live long in the land. Or in other words, they would be able to stay in the land for a long time. A lot of times we look at the scripture as if, you know, if a child fails to disobey or dishonor their father and mother, that somehow this was going to take their life. Well, we see many children who are very disrespectful towards their parents have actually lived long lives. So what he was saying, according to the scripture, that if you honor your father and your mother, the location, meaning the land that I have ordained for you to occupy, you will stay in this ordained land long, and it is hinging on your honor for your father and your mother. Again, it is Deep in the culture of the Hebraic people, honor is steep. It is so ingrained in the culture of the Hebraic or Israelite people. Honor God first. Honor your father and honor your mother. And so if we fail to do that, no matter how well we feel we've trained you, if you fail to honor your father and mother, Whatever place you're supposed to occupy in life that we've been training you for and God has called you to actually occupy, your sphere of influence on your job, at school, in college, whatever the case may be, this place you will not hold much longer. You will not hold that place very long if you fail to honor your father and mother. Why do you think you have some children? They get to college, but they flunk out. Well, some way they mess up. God forbid some, some have gotten pregnant and have to come back home because they failed to honor the impartations that were coming from their father and their mother, which in turn 
allowed them to do what? Dishonor themselves. Disrespect themselves. Because I get it. We're living in new times. And, and children nowadays, you know, because most of them are, are practically 10 to 15 years younger than their mama, and so they spend majority of their time trying to be best friends with their mama, they feel they know more than the parents. Because they got young grandmas, they don't have grandmas anymore. They don't have no mammas, whatever y'all call them here. It was a grandma in, in Florida. Uh, all, all the different words, the nanas and the, the ninis and the, and the whoever. But because they're so much younger now, there is no respect. And so think about it. Babies, having babies, and so the foundation of the family where you're supposed to learn that proper socialization, it is messed up. And so now you see what's taking place throughout the family unit. It is a bunch of dishonor or a bunch of disrespect because children nowadays, they believe they know more than the parents now because they got these little handheld computers in their hand. They can go Google it. I'm going to go Google it. Forget your experience. I'm about to go Google it. Like Wikipedia is the absolute truth. No. Wikipedia is based upon the individuals that are putting information up there. You can change it at any moment. This is honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. If you want to dwell in the place, dwell in the location that God has ordained for you a long time, it is going to hinge solely upon how you honor. Father, and how you honor your mother. Do you have an ear to hear that? Because this speaks to how you honor yourself. It doesn't mean you're going to like everything that they say. It doesn't mean that you're going to agree with everything they say. And the truth be told, you're not going to always understand what we say. But because of the foundation that we've imparted into you on how to socialize, see, if you if you know how to uh, 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 approach and talk correctly. You see, some children, just because they feel they don't understand, they feel they can demand an explanation. You can't demand anything. And if you're not paying the bills, you can't demand anything. You can ask for an explanation, but you with the demand, oh, you got it twisted, you got it twisted. And that is the mindset of some people because of, of this fast-paced society that we're living in now because of technology. Whatever they demand, they're accustomed to getting things just like that. And so life has tricked them to make them think, okay, well, I can demand everything else. Sure, I can demand an explanation. But I'm here to tell you, you're not going to always get an explanation. Not with that tone of voice. Not with that crazy facial expression. Not with you thinking you are the parent that I was a child. I said something right there. This is first thing this is that it may be well with thee. So this is the first commandment. He says, So honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee. And the truth be told that we just sit right here. It is not well with some of our youth. It is not well with some of our young adults. Why? Because all you gotta do is go back and track it. If all I gotta do is ask 
Have you honored your father? Have you honored your mother? And see, most of them would say, well, they, 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 they didn't honor me. They didn't respect. Uh, uh, no. It's not about whether or not you think they respected you or honored you. What we see, he said, children, honor your father and honor your mother. When you fail to do that, you're dishonoring yourself. You're disrespecting yourself. So for most of you, we know it's not well with you. I don't care how much makeup you put on. I don't care how clean your line is on the front of your head. We can tell it's not well with you. Emotionally, you're all over the place. You're dealing with anxiety. You're dealing with fear. We can look at the chaos in your life. But God has given you somebody to try to help you. By way of your father, by way of your mother, but because you don't like how they instruct, you don't like how they do things, you close your heart, you close your ear to them. But honor is about opening the inside door of your heart, giving them access to your heart. So that that person who has access to your heart can now become an individual, a heavy individual in your life. So regardless of what it is that y'all go through, because of the weight that they carry in your life, they're uneasily moved. Yes, we may fall out, but we're going to come back together. Yes, we may have disagreements, but we're going to find a place of understanding. In other words, we're not going to give place to the devil. That's what we got to stop doing. Because guess what? You give the enemy a place to occupy with disrespect and dishonor. So if you want it to be well with you, try honoring people. Think about it. People who, who, who are not honoring other people Fail to honor themselves. You know, it tells this proverbial saying: Before you can love anybody else, you got to first be able to love yourself. Makes it becomes very difficult to learn how to love yourself if you fail to love other people. Because at your core, just like for everybody else, we all want love. We all want to be loved. But the thing is, if you want this, if you want to be well, start honoring people that it may be well with you. And this is that thou may live as long on the earth, that you may be able to occupy this place for a long time, this location. Think about how many people your heart has uprooted them out, they, your, your heart has kicked them out of the places they once held in your heart because you felt like they disrespected you, but you feel like they dishonored you. So the place or the location would do it for you. So children, open your hearts back up. Because guess what? When you open your hearts back up to your father, to your mother, guess what? You begin to open back up to honoring yourself, respecting yourself. Right? And think about it. When, when, when you compromise your beliefs, compromise, your values, this is a sign. 
that you struggle with honor, and you struggle with respect, and you struggle with reverence, and you struggle with regard. Or think about the fact that you have no boundary. Again, the family unit, the family structure gives you boundaries. It's, it's, it's within this unit of love that boundaries are set. The love says, don't go touch that hot stove. Because I understand what the hot stove will do to you, little baby. But the curious of the baby, when the parent's back is turned, got to go touch it. See, there was a consequence for that. Some parents, you may feel that burn, but then after you feel that burn, guess what? You may still get popped. Because you violated the boundaries. Love gives you boundaries. If you do not have a healthy no, it is a sign that you struggle with honoring yourself. One, so if you can't tell yourself no, we know you're going to struggle with telling other people no. Oh, yes, I said a mouthful right there. If you fail to tell yourself no, we know that you're going to struggle with telling other people no. It is a sign that you struggle with a lack of honor, a lack of respect. So if you want it to be well with you, let love, let honor establish those boundaries in your life. Be able to tell somebody no for the right reason. Some you just want to say no. Just say no. But it should be a healthy no, a proper no. A healthy and a proper no is what it should be. Then uh, uh, the Apostle Paul says in verse 4, he said, And ye fathers, provoke not your children. Vote not your children to wrath. Bring them up, nurture and the admonition of the Lord. You know what I find out? Some children feel that they're provoked simply because you asked them to do something. Okay, 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 okay. I should understand it. Some children believe that you are provoking them because you tell them to do something. Mind you, they don't pay not one bit in the house. They don't care if you're 20 plus one. If you're still under my roof and I'm still carrying you, taking care of you, guess what? I can tell you whatever I want you to do. The reality, some children feel they are provoked because you told them or you gave them an instruction or you said you wanted something done according to your purposes, according to your standards, and they felt like you were provoking them. God forbid you got to wake them up out of their sleep because they felt to do what you told them to do prior to. Oh, if that is not a provoking right there, the children. Children love, or they love sleep. Well, God forbid you tell them to put that screen down and go do what I said do. They feel provoked to the point some of them are cussing us out in their mind. When we turn our back, some of them are shooting us birds. Oh, yes, yes, they are, yes, they are. Uh, some of them with me, I can't stand them. Some of them will even go as far as, I wish I had another mom, I wish I had another daddy. What? I want you to go find somebody who's going to bend up a backwards like we did. I want you to go find somebody who's going to give like we gave. 
I want you to go find somebody who's going to pray like we pray and still praying for you and still believe in God for you with your heart here to rebel yourself. I want you to go find somebody who's still going to love you when you rebel deliberately be a rebel. Go find somebody who's going to love you in the midst of all of that. Stupid show, you try to find somebody. You try to replace us with your so-called boyfriend and your so-called girlfriend. They'll never be able to love you like a father and a mother can. That's what's so crazy. You 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 want to distance yourself and socialize with us as parents in our house, but as soon as you get with your little significant other, oh, you want to run your mouth like a bleeding. I'm oh, stop, Lincoln, stop, Lincoln, stop. You want to go and run your mouth. First opportunity you get, you'll talk about everything that's going on inside our house. You'll talk about everybody inside our house. But if I were to, if I had an opportunity to talk to your significant other, I wonder how much they know about you. And we don't have an issue with talking about other people. The issue is talking about yourself. Disrespectful. Oh, yes. Disrespectful. But I get what the apostle is saying. Provoke not your children. Because it can damage relationships. Instead of them being closer, children will begin to distance themselves from us. And as fathers, let me say some children, as fathers, uh, you got to give us a little slack. We're not as emotional as your mothers are. Some of us as men struggle with showing you love, expressing our love, speaking our love to you. And now that we've gotten a little bit more sophisticated, a little bit more intelligent, there was something called the love language. But before we had this understanding, men struggle with being emotional. Men struggle with reaching out and hugging. Even their children, their very own offspring, they struggle. And the one time they feel that they disappointed you, or the one time that they feel that they messed it up with you, guess what? You know what the second nature for a man is to just fall back. Because his mindset is, I don't want to mess it up no more than I've already messed it up. I'll just let my child come to me when they're ready. But the child may never, ever come. Thinking, I don't want to get hurt like this again. But what I'm really trying to say is, children, give us parents some slack. We're not perfect. Never claim to be perfect. We mess it up, and we're going to keep messing it up as long as we live. But this is where the love and this is where the honor comes in because guess what, children? Time and time again, when you mess it up, who's there? It's your parents that are there. When some of your friends walk away from you, betray you, stab you in the back, guess what? It's your mama, it's your daddy that's right there encouraging you. You said, no, it'll get better. The truth of the matter is it hurts, baby, but it'll get better. You're not going to always feel this pain. In like manner, cut us some slack. Because we're not perfect. We're not going to always get it right. So he said, ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture 
and the admonition of the Lord, right? And, and, and this is the thing. In the, in the Greek, right, he's talking about when you bring them up, uh, he's talking about to cherish them. Not only that, to train them, but, but he's also talking about what? To nourish them up into a place of maturity. So in the Greek, it's talking about you training them, you cherishing them, and bringing them up to a place of maturity. He says, then bring them up in, in, in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And this word nurture in the Greek is talking about what? You got a little mindful, so bear with me right here. It says what the whole training and education of children, the whole training and education of children, which relates to the cultivation of minds and morals. So part of this whole training and and, and education of the children is, you know, we're trying to cultivate your mind as well as your morals, how you perceive things, how you think through things, how you interpret things and understand things. Then it says, and it employs for this purpose, now command and admonition. So there have to be commands and there have to be admonitions in there. We have to employ that. This is part of the whole training and education of children. And it also says, now reproof and punishment. So there must come rebuke, and there must become punishment or consequence. This is a part of the whole training and education of children. This is the responsibility of parents. This is a part of our responsibility. So correcting you, giving you consequences, rebuking you, this is a part of our responsibility. Right? And this is, it, it also includes the training and care of the body. So it's not that we're just trying to educate you, uh, you know, about your perspective about life and how you perceive things and perceive people and interpret things, but also how you take care of your body. Knowing that your body is supposed to be the temple of the Holy Ghost, there was a certain way that you're supposed to take care of your body. Because again, even if those, because yes, we understand everybody wasn't brought up in church. But every good father, every good mother would tell their children, listen, don't, I didn't raise you to be no fast little girl. You know, now with the boys, there's some exception because every father wants his boy to be just like him. Now the father, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, he's going to, Secretly, inwardly, he's, he's a little proud. If he see his son, oh, that's my boy. That's my boy right there. But it's something about those girls. By me being a girl that I can understand. I can understand. I already told mine, we're going to have a scene from, from bad boys. I'm going to have to go get a gun. But yes, and I'm going to give him the third degree. You came here for what? For who? And what are your plans? There ain't going to be no sticky, sticky. No touchy, touchy. Yeah, I'll be that one waving a gun in front of him and say, hey, 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 ain't going to be none of that. Ain't going to be none of that. And stick your pencil in this pencil sharpener. Oh, no. No. Can't be none of that. Break the pencil. That's all I'm trying to say. So it says, you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, 
bring them up in the nurture, the admonition of the Lord, right? And so the admonition, the definition for this in the Greek is talking about, this is talking about the rebukes, but not only is it talking about the rebukes, but it's also talking about encouraging. So parents, after you correct your children, you must go and love on them. You must go encourage them. And I get it. Some of us as parents, that's how we were parented. Our parents might have beat the fool out of us, and they didn't come and tell us, well, you know what? I beat you because you knew what you was getting your tail beat for, what you did. But the reality, we should say, listen, yes, what you did was wrong. Yes, you're going to get in trouble. There was a consequence because what you did is wrong, but I am, I am spanking your butt because I love you. Now, me, before I was a believer, I said to myself, had I heard that type of speech, I would think my parent is insane. You are willing to inflict pain on me because you love me? What in the what? But it's the truth. That's one of the ways of the Lord. That's one of the ways of the Lord. So understand, because of how some of us were parented, we now find us bringing that same parenting style with our children. We rebuke them. You don't have a problem rebuking them, correcting them, spanking them, whatever the case may be. Your problem is after you rebuke them, go encourage them, go love on them. Yes, I know you messed it up, but I believe in you. I believe what God said about you. You still are who God said you are. You're still going to do what God said you're going to do. Yeah, you messed it up. You had a hiccup, but baby, it's not over until God says it's over. Because you think about how you feel when you messed it up. Some of us have felt like, because you messed up, you, you, you let your eyes wander. You had lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, dealt with a little pride. And you just knew, oh, because I was lusting today, oh, my God, 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 God is going to remove his anointing on me. God is going to take his call. No, not so. And we just dealt with that on last week as we talked about the high call and the holy call and the heavenly call because it is a call that came directly from heaven that is in Jesus Christ. My mess-ups, my mistakes, they're not going to remove the call of the anointing of God of my life. So I thank God that God loves me enough to correct me, but he also loves me enough to come and encourage me, to strengthen me, to build me back up where I was torn down, and to strengthen me in those areas that I was weak in. We're going to flip over to our last scripture in, in Proverbs uh, chapter number 19, and we're going to read verse number 8. It says, he that getteth wisdom love, loveth his own soul. He that keepeth understanding shall find good. Now, he that getteth wisdom, the wisdom that comes from the experience of your parents. It is saying what? This individual loved their own soul, meaning they, again, let's change out love with honor. He that giveth wisdom honoreth his own soul. So as I'm open because of the honor that my parents give to me, if I'm open my heart, the inside door of my heart to give them access to my heart, 
I am now receiving their impartations. I'm receiving their wisdom. I'm receiving their truth. I'm receiving the experiences that they had about life. The wisdom that they gained over the years of life. This is proof. Because I honor them, I am honoring myself. Because I love them, I am loving myself. Because they love me enough to help me. They love me enough to try to prevent me from making the same errors or mistakes that they made. In other words, they're trying to stop me from wasting time. Because they understand time is your most valuable asset. And once it's gone, okay, how much money you got? You can't buy more time. Ask anybody that's, that's, that's multi-millionaire, billionaire, uh, they, they're, they're still looking for ways to try to look younger, have an all type of stuff. Why? They're really trying to buy time. You cannot buy it. But your parents understand the value of time. And so they're trying to get you to honor your time. By not uh, uh, by helping you, imparting it to you, so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that they made. This shows when you honor them that you love them, and in return, it shows that you honor yourself and you love yourself. He that giveth wisdom loveth his own soul. Now, for the wisdom that they've imparted to you, if you are willing to keep it, live by it, make application of it. It says what? He that keepeth understanding shall find good. Listen to your mama, little girl. Yeah, I said it. Listen to your mama, little girl. If, if it sounds like it's just rolling off my tongue real nice and smooth, it is because this is kind of what I've been saying around my house for like the last week. Look up. Even when my children are not around, I just walk by the mirror. Look up. As if I'm talking to one of them. Look girl, what you doing? Close the refrigerator, little girl. So it's it's just rolling so smoothly off my tongue because I've been practicing. But little girl, I'm talking to you. That's on the other side of this Zoom conference call. Listen to your mama when she tells mm mm, there's something not right about that boy. She can't put her finger directly on it, but she she said something is not right. Little girl, you better listen to what she's telling you. Oh, but I love it here. No, look up. And that much love in the world. That little boy is about to break your heart, little girl. He that get it understanding shall find good. She's trying to tell you how to find a good little man. How, well, not necessarily go find, because the, the good man is supposed to find the woman. But the point that I'm making, if you don't keep this understanding that you receive from the wisdom of your parents, this is why you don't necessarily have good relationships. The little boy turns out to be a bad little boy. He's not good for you. Or the little girl turns out to be a bad little girl. She's not good because you did not keep the understanding or the impartation that they gave you. You didn't have an it to hear. What they picked up, what they sensed, what they discerned in the moment. Your infatuation for the little individual way heavier than the words of wisdom coming from your parents. Oh, little girl, little girl, little girl, little girl, little girl, little girl, that boy about to take you on a roller coaster ride, little girl. And for you, little boy, because you are so open, hormones are racing out of control. The white stuff is in your drawers someday. 
Yes, I said it because it's the truth. But little boy, that little girl is about to get you in some trouble. But he that keepeth understanding shall find good. What is the opposite of good? Bad, right? Bad. So if you fail to keep the understanding that parents have brought to you, because they try to give you an understanding. Because guess what? Children, you, you don't see the knowledge you think you have or you desire to have. Because you put Google down, you put your little handheld computer down, you don't really have that much knowledge because you haven't lived long enough yet. So the understanding that they're trying to give you about some of the choices that you're making, because you're not thinking beyond your choice. You just see the choice, and you just understand what comes about of making the choice. Pleasure. But you don't see the consequences after the pleasure. So they're trying to give you an understanding. This is what could possibly happen. If you fail to keep that understanding, instead of you finding good, you'll have to find bad. So I'm encouraging you. Honor yourself. Honor yourself by honoring the people that God has placed in your life. First and foremost, your parents. I'll give an example. When I go on vacation to Florida and we stay in Orlando, which is about an hour, about 15 minutes from where my mom stays, mom and my dad stay, I drive up every day, seven straight days, to just go spend time with them. And you know why I'm there? I clean. They don't have to ask me to do anything. Do you need anything from the store? Whenever I step out the door, hey, I'm about to go such and such, I honor them. I'm a full-grown man, even though I look like I'm about 19. Little girl, I was one of my children over in my audience. Got the nerve to say something. Little girl, close your mouth. But I honor them, even though I'm a full-grown man. Hey, mom, dad, I'm getting ready to go such and such. Because guess what? Although I'm a grown man, something still can happen to me. And if something happens to me, God forbid, someone needs to know where I was headed. And if my plans change while I'm out and about, hey, mom, dad, listen. Of course, I tell my wife, my Julie, hey, mom and dad, listen, I, I, something changed. I'm about to do this right here. Communication, because I honor them. You know what? And by me honoring them proves that I honor myself. By me loving them proves that I love myself. Keep the understanding that they've given you. And it's through this that you will find the good. Amen? So I encourage you, honor yourself, change some things. Set some boundaries in your life. Go find you a healthy no and a healthy yes, whether the healthy yes is warranted. Right? Start changing these things. But in simplicity, just start with honoring your mother and your father. Because again, this is the honor factor. 
And honor is the thing that makes the difference. Amen. Thank you.